Hare Krishna, we are so fortunate to have His Grace Sarvadik Prabhu from Mayapur, India. And Prabhuji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam 5.13.10. So please take over the call, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Mataji. So before speaking, let us offer respect to Srimad Bhagavatam and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam. Devim Sarasatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayat. Nashtapreshapadeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtaki. Krishna Swadamu Pagate Dharma Gyanadi Bisaha Kalo Nashtadishamesha Parana Kunduno Ditam. This morning <coughs> we're reading Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 13, Text 10. Karhis Machit Shudra Rasandijin Bans and Makshiba Chamakshika Bir Gyatito Vimana Tatati Krishat Pati Labdamano Paladilumpatyatam Word for word translation, Karhis Machit, sometimes. Shudra, very insignificant. Rasan, sexual enjoyment. Ichinvan, searching for. Tat, of those women. Makshabi, by honeybees, or the husbands or family members. Yatita, very much aggrieved. Bimana, insulted. Tatra, in that. Ati, very much. Kachtrat, very difficult because of spending money. Pantilabdhamana, obtaining sexual enjoyment. Balat, by force. Vilumpanti, kidnapped. Ata, thereafter. Tam, the object of sense enjoyment, the woman. Tata, from him. Anye, another debauchee. Translation, sometimes in order to have a little insignificant sex enjoyment, one searches after debauched women. In this attempt, one is insulted and chastised by the women's kismen. This is like going to take honey from a beehive and being attacked by the bees. Sometimes, after spending lots of money, one may acquire another woman for some extra sense enjoyment. Unfortunately, the object of sense enjoyment, the woman, is taken away or kidnapped by another debauchee. Report by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. In a, in a great forest, honeycombs are very important. People often go there to collect honey from the combs, and sometimes the bees attack and punish them. In human society, those who are not Krishna conscious remain in the forest of material life simply for the honey of sex life. Such debauchees are not at all satisfied with one wife. They want many women. Day after day, with great difficulty, they try to secure such women, and sometimes... While trying to taste this kind of honey, one is attacked by a woman's kinsman and chastised very heavily. By bribing others, one may secure another woman for enjoyment. Yet another debauchee may kidnap her and offer her to some and offer her something better. This woman hunting is going on in the forest of the material world, sometimes legally and sometimes illegally. Consequently, in this Krishna consciousness movement, the devotees are forbidden to have illicit sex. Thus they avoid so many difficulties. One should remain satisfied with one woman being duly married. 
One can satisfy one's lusty desires with his life without creating disturbances in society and being punished for doing so. Om Ajnana Timirantasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Viditanjena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namah Nama Shishtam Anomapi Satchiputra Matrasarupam Rupam Tasyagujamurapari Matarim Gushtavatim Radha Kundam Girivaram Maho Radhika Madhavasam Praptu Yasya Pratita Kripaya Shri Gurum Tamnatusni Tam Gopika Vishuravistani Antikesi Sevadhikari Niguroni Jupada Padme Dasyam Padaya Kurumam Pajakanani Shri Radhangri Sevanarase Sukhinim Sukhavyo Radha Sammukasang Sakting Sakisangani Vasatim Tamaham Satatam Bande Madhavashraya Vigraham Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Adveti Gadadha Shri Vasadi Gaur Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Vrindaye Tosidibhaye Priyaye Keshavasita Krishna Bhakti Prajadevi Satyavatai Namonama Banchakopatu Vishchakrapasindivivacham Patitanam Pavinibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namonama First thing I'd like to clarify is Srila Prabhupada's statement on the bottom of the purport. He says here, One can satisfy one's lusty desires with his wife without, being, without creating disturbances in society and being punished for doing so. This is not a uh, recommendation for having sex with one's life. Rather, it's a, pointing out that a person who has material desires should fulfill those material desires within the structure of dharma. Sex with one's wife, even under the mm, what is described here as illicit sex, Prabhupada's very strict definition of illicit sex, having sex only for children, even if one has sex with one's wife simply for material enjoyment, if it's with her wife, it's within the boat of dharma. It's an obstacle to spiritual life, that should be understood, but it's not sex that's adharmic, because sex with a prostitute is sex, sex with a child is sex, sex with another man's wife is sex, uh, rape is sex. These are all completely sinful adharmic ways in which one may choose to gratify his senses. However, if one gratifies one's senses with one's wife, this is illicit sex by Srila Prabhupada's definition, but it's not a dharmic. It's dharmic, but it is also paripantano, according to a version of Bhagavad Gita. It is an obstacle, a stumbling block towards progress in spiritual life, and it will certainly create obstacles in your progress in spiritual life because it's material. In the material world, people think man meets woman, Bhagavatam describes the whole world is going on in this principle of man's attraction for woman, woman's attraction for man, pumsa and striya. And what is the result? Mitani bhava mita. Man says, oh, I love you. I love you so much. And the woman says, do you really love me? Do you really love me? Yes, I love you so much. Can we have sex now? Is this love? It's not love at all. Rather, Srimad Bhagavad Gita calls it the gate to hell. Trividam naraka siddham dwaram nashanam atmana. Kama kura tathasnobas tasmat etat trayam tajet. That when these things are to be given up is lust. Lust means 
my own personal sense gratification? How will I gratify the senses of my body through the agency of another person's body? This is illicit sex, simply for my own gratification. And it's to be rejected as an obstacle in our spiritual life. But it's not the same if one, has, if one becomes overwhelmed by material desire. Better one goes to his wife. This is also one story. Srila Prabhupada heard of one of his disciples was visiting a prostitute. So what did Prabhupada say? His comment was, he has a wife. Why didn't he go to his wife? So this is an obstacle to spiritual life, but it's not a dharmic. We should understand this carefully. So when Prabhupada says this, that one can satisfy one's lusty desires with his wife, this doesn't create a disturbance in human society because other situations will, complete, will create a complete disturbance in human society. In fact, if you examine the statistics in regard to illicit sex, especially in Western countries like America, you will be appalled. There are 20 million new sexually transmitted infections in the United States every single year. And these are kids between the ages of 15 and 24. They account for 50% of those 20, that's 10 million young people that are getting infected because of illicit sex, just having sex irresponsibly outside of the principle of Dharma. One out of 14 girls in the United States has at least one sexually transmitted disease. One out of four, 25%. In the United States, 47% of all high school students have had sex, like 50%. Kids. This, high school means like 12 to 16, something like that. And they're all having sex with each other. In fact, when, when my wife and I used to travel to uh, Virginia, to visit the Bhakti Bhikshu group there. And there's a very nice Bhakti Bhikshu group. They've recently purchased land and are building a small temple. And we visit the Bhakti Bhikshu and the, the prisons there also. So we're staying with one very nice family, the disciples of His Holiness Bhakti Churu Maharaj. And their son, who at the time was 12 years old, approached me and said, Sarva, I want to have a guy talk with you. I want to talk with you. So I said, sure, let's go for a walk. So we walked down to the nearby river and he started expressing his anxiety about his friends are making fun of him and saying, oh, you must be gay. Why? Because he doesn't have a girlfriend. He's not dating. He's 12 years old and his friends are making fun of him because he's not having sex with young girls. This is what's going on in America. And some more uh, statistics here that are interesting. In one high school... When I was in high school, there were no pregnant girls in high school. But there's one school that 86 teenage girls were getting pregnant or had recently given birth. And the United States has the highest teen pregnancy rate on the planet. The United States has a teen pregnancy rate that is more than twice as high as Canada, more than three times as high as France, and more than seven times as high as Japan. This is what's going on as a result of illicit sex. Sex outside the bond of marriage. And Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, when Arjun presents the, his argument, why not to fight? He says, Adharma bhibhavat krishna pradushyanti kulastriya strishu dushtashu varshneya jayate varna shankara. That if I go out and kill all these people, then the women will not have any protector. And what will be the result? 
they'll be taken advantage of, and the result of women who are taken advantage of is Varna Shankara, an illegitimate population. And we see that also in our communities. You see our young children, they're chanting Gaur Arati, Nishinga Arati, playing Radanga, playing harmonium, cartel, singing beautifully, doing Namaskar, worshipping the deity, bowing down, Manmana, Baba Mad Bhakto, Madhyajimam, all the things that we do, our children are doing. They're saintly people, even two, three years old. But what are these young kids doing in America, especially? Hey, dude, what's going on, man? Want to buy some dope? Want to go out? This is what's going in America. Why? Because of a lack of dharma, because of a lack of understanding of how to channel one's desire for the opposite sex. This is, a nat this is the most natural thing. Bhagavatam says this. Pumsastriya mitini bhavamita tori vridhyagrantimahu. Vridhyagranti means their hearts are bound together in affection. So that has meaning in Krishna consciousness. There's meaning to that granti, to that, bind, that, bound, that being bound up in the heart in Krishna consciousness, where one is responsible, where a man takes responsibility for the welfare of his wife, for her maintenance, for her clothes, for her sh food, her shelter, for raising children. Why does a woman have to be sheltered? Because she's the source of the next generation. This is the cheating that goes on in America also. Men and women want to declare themselves equal, especially women. I'm as good as you. I have a job. I'm making money. But when she's pregnant, who will take care of the children? This was the experience of, that my wife had. She was working before we were married. She was working in a daycare. And she would take care of ten, eight or ten little infants up to, the, up to one year of age. And women would get pregnant. They'd deliver their baby. And three weeks later, they're dropping the baby off at the daycare. And she's feeding them. She's wrapping them up. She's putting them to sleep. She's playing with them. You know, coochie, coochie, playing with them and changing their diaper and giving them love. And when the mother, the biological mother comes, the baby cries because they think, who are you? This woman is feeding me and loving me and playing with me. Who are you? And because of this, children grow up crooked because of lack of mother's love. So they want to be, women want to be equal, but this is their position in society. They're creating the next generation. Without that, when women become polluted, jayate vanashankara a illegitimate population, a demoniac population, a materialistic population is created in society when women are protected. And what is the other side of the story? Is the men aren't trained to be responsible because everyone's being brainwashed by media. Here in India, there's significant, all over the world actually, significant brainwashing going on through movies, through internet, to especially mobile phone, where the, the, the archetype male isn't married. He's got all these girlfriends. He's got a motorcycle and a black jacket and a gun, and he smokes cigarettes and drinks alcohol, and he's a womanizer. And, the woman's like, and women are like prostitutes. They, they show their body off, and they're trying to catch a man, and they're sleeping around, and they also smoke and drink. These are the archetypes that are promoted in the media. There's no such thing as a man being shown as a responsible husband who's caring for his wife and family, who's creating income and protecting his wife, raising his children in Krishna consciousness, where he's chaste to his wife, he's faithful to his wife, and wife is faithful to the husband. 
where she covers her body. She's a mother. She's a housemaker. These things are practically unknown in present-day media. And in this way, whole society, whole class, a whole generation of children are being brainwashed to think this is what a man is. Not a responsible guy who loves his wife and takes care of his children. Not a responsible homemaker who's taking care of children, raising children, giving love to children, making a home, taking care of the deity, worshiping God and bowing down to the Lord. These things are unknown in human society because this is demonic civilization. And this is Kali's number one weapon to demoralize, to degrade human society, to make woman the object of a man's lust. This is why in Krishna consciousness we say Mataji. Not Didi, not Prabhu. We say Mataji. This is Prabhupada's direct instruction to his disciples. Any man who is addressing any other woman besides his own wife should address her with all respect as Mataji. Prabhupada said that a man cannot forget his mother. He may forget his father, but he can't forget his mother because mother is who? Mother is first guru. She teaches us how to eat, how to dress, how to bathe, how to evacuate, how to sleep. She teaches us everything. She's our first guru. We learn everything from the words and loving care from mother. But in demonic civilization, mother is made the object of man's lust and promoted half-naked in uh, advertising, media, in mobile phone media, in movies, in billboards. Woman is used, woman's form is used to sell everything. Like they'll show a picture of a Toyota car, a big magazine advertisement or billboard advertisement. And it, is it some old woman with gray hair, missing teeth, overweight, but, or is it a beautiful young thing? What does the woman have to do with a Toyota car? Nothing. But the form of woman is used to sell and advertise and is exploited in this Kali Yuga society. And this is degrading the whole principle of material, the objective of human life. Because women have great power. This is why women are shown respect and they're protected. If you have something very valuable, let's say it's a, a gold necklace, a diamond ring, do you keep it just out on your porch where anyone can come and take it? Or do you lock it up and take care of it, secure it, because it has value? So people criticize even our ISKCON society. Oh, you, you are exploiting women. You're keeping women down. No, we're protecting women because we understand the value women have in society. Irrepla the irreplaceable contribution women make to the welfare of human society. This is our perspective. And because of that, they're protected from lusty men who simply want to enjoy their body. And what is that protection? A loving husband who cares for her, who loves her, who wants to give her children and protection and clothes and shelter and food. This is the value of Vedic culture. Not demoniac culture based on sense gratification, but culture meant to bring us closer to God. This is the value of Varnashram culture, where everyone has a, a role to play and has an expected role to play. Grihastha is expected that you take care of your wife, be responsible, raise your children, provide for them. Wife should serve the husband, take care of the home, 
raise children, worship the deity, cook, clean. Everyone has a role to play. And what is the ultimate value of that? Sansidir Haritoshanam. Bhagavatam says, Atakpumbir Dvijasheshta Vanashrama Vibhagrasa Sunishtitasya Dharma says, Sansidir Haritoshanam. The perfection of our life is simply to please the Lord, and that is available for anyone. Whoever pleases the Lord qualifies himself to return to the kingdom of God. We don't discriminate. Krishna doesn't discriminate. He says in Bhagavad Gita, Mam hi yepisu Anyone can approach the supreme destination if they take shelter of me. How do we take shelter of him? Sansitir haritoshanam. That we please the Lord by our life's activities. This is the whole principle of Varnashram Dharma. Now, Varnashram Dharma, of course, we understand from Shastra, is not the highest perfection. When Ramananda Roy was asked by Mahaprabhu, what is the, the goal of life? And he presented different scenarios. Varnashrama, Charabhata, Purushayana, Parapraman. That Varnashram Dharma is the only way to please. But Lord said, Edobhaya, this is external. Tell me something more. Tell me something more. So Varnashram Dharma isn't the be-all and end-all of life. It's not the ultimate perfection, the objective of life, to work within the constraints of Varnashram Dharma. Our purpose of life is to go back to God, but how to get there, how to go from point A to point B, this is Varnashram Dharma. To live your life as a, as a moral person, as a model citizen, as a model husband or wife or child, do that first, then talk of you know, Krishna Prema. We can't jump over. We have to deal anarta nibriti. We come to this material world full of material desires. Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita, Satam Rajasthama Iti Guna Prakriti Sambhava Nibadnanti Mahabaho Dehi Dehinam Abhyayam. The soul is pure. Asanga Yayam Purusha. The soul by nature, the Atma, has nothing to do with the modes of material nature. But having come to this material world, we've fallen under the influence of Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. So how to get out? How to get out from this situation? By taking shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead by the process of devotional life. And that's a process. It's not something that we snap our fingers and then overnight, no more lust, no more greed, no more envy, no more fear, no more... All of the anartas are things that trouble us in this material world. It's a process, and it takes years, typically, to get over those. So as we cultivate Krishna consciousness on one side, we should also cultivate this understanding of what is our duty in human society. And we have a duty. And to uh, uh, give direction to this energy, this karma energy, this sex desire energy, Varnashram Dharma is there. So there's some nice story also that what is the power of this? Bhagavatam says, Matra Swashas to Hiktava Navi Vikta Asano Bhavet Balavan Indriya Karma Vidvam Sama Pikarshiti. That Bhagavatam is saying that don't even sit next to your own daughter, to your own sister, to your own mother. That someone may say, because you may become overwhelmed with sex desire. Someone may say, well, this is, I mean, only a completely degraded person would, would have 
such a lusty thought for his own family member. But Bhagavan said, Vidvamsam Apikarshati, even most learned person, because the power of Maya is such that we can, Krishna says, Mama Maya Durachaya, my Maya is insurmountable. So Prabhupada explains many places how we should be very, very careful, very cautious in the association between men and women. And this is why in our temples, you don't see men and women just lackadaisically or irresponsibly associating with each other, chit-chatting together, that men are associating with each other, women are associating, they stand separately in the temple. For this reason, because the whole principle of Varnashram Dharma is to curb down sex desire. Because it comes with us, it afflicts us our whole life. We're born, basically speaking, for this reason, to enjoy sense gratification in this material world. There's a story about Birbal and Akbar. Birbal was, was asked by Akbar, said, what about this sex desire? What, will I ever become free from it? Birbal said, no. You, this will accompany you your entire life. And Akbar said, no, that's not possible. When I become old, I'll, become free. I'll never think about this in the future when I become old. Birbal said no. So some time passed, and Birbal called Akbar and said, come with me. And they came. Akbar is the emperor, most important person in the whole kingdom. So he comes with Birbal, and Birbal said, bring your young daughter with you. We're going to visit somebody. So Birbal, Akbar, and the beautiful young girl went to the home of a dying man. He's lying on his deathbed, and when they walked in the door, Birbal said, watch his eyes. And Akbar noticed that when they walked in the door, the dying man's eyes rested on the beautiful young girl, completely ignoring the emperor, the most important person in the kingdom who came to see him. And he's looking at the young girl. He said, dying man, what is the, what is the possibility of him doing anything? But he's looking at the young girl. So Akbar said, yes, I can understand. I can understand. So how to become free? Only by the process of devotional life, by the process of devotional service. In Bhagavatam, there's a nice discussion about um, how to cleanse the heart. There is a tapasabrama charjena samena cha damena cha chagena saptiso cha abhyam yamena niyamena That how to become free from material desires that you practice these. This is discussion in Sixth Canto Bhagavatam in reference to Ajamil. So how to become free that practice austerity, brahmacharya, Samena cha, damena cha, cha gain, truthfulness, austerity, cleanliness, that this will free your heart. And, but Prakshat says, no. This is like the bathing, kunjara, manye kunjara sochavad. He said, this is like the bathing of an elephant. What does an elephant do? He goes in the water and he takes a very nice bath. He sucks up water with his trunk and he sprays it all over him and he plays and laughs and jumps in the water and cleanses himself very nicely. But when he comes out of the water onto the land, what is the first thing he does? He spreads dirt all over himself. So, Pariksit Maharaj was saying that this, or Pariksit Maharaj was saying that this type of cleansing only has a temporary effect. What is the real principle 
to remove all inauspicious things from the heart, this verse comes, Kechet Kevalaya Bhaktya Vasudeva Parayana Agam Dunvansi Karsnaya Niharam Iva Bhaskara that Kechet, Kechet means only a, free, a few very fortunate people will take up Kevala Bhakti to the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudeva. That this alone can remove inauspicious things from our heart, material desires that afflict us, that are present within our heart. Only bhakti can remove those from the heart. And he gave an example. Niharam uh, Niharam means a fog. Dunvanti uh, means a fog or clouds are immediately dissipated when the sun rises in the sky. So this process, Kevala Bhakti, will remove the materialistic consciousness, the materialistic mentality, the desire to commit sinful life is removed by Krishna Bhakti. One can repress it by these other things, by practicing austerity, by charity, holy Tirtha Yatra, holy dibs, giving in charity, Brahmacharya. One can curb down the d desire for sense gratification, but you can't remove it by these things. Only this thing, Kevala, Kevala Bhakti means this exclusive process of serving Lord Vasudeva, Lord Krishna. Only this can remove the desire for sense gratification within the heart in such a way that it never comes back. The example is given of a forest fire. The forest fire burns through the forest and reduces the entire forest to ashes. So when we look, oh, it's all gone. But as soon as the rain comes and extinguishes the forest fire and the ground cools off, everything grows back because the root is still there. So we may curb down our desire for sense gratification by different processes. But unless the root cause of our desire for sense gratification, identification with the material body, identification with the material mind, identification as a man, as a woman, as young or old, all these upadi, sarvupadi, venirmuktam, tatparatvena, nirmalam, these are all nirmal, all inauspicious, dirty things in the heart. And the only way to get them out of our heart is by the process of Krishna Bhakti. And Bhagavatam tells us the same thing in the first canto of Bhagavatam, emphasizing the value of hearing about Krishna. Shundatam shadaya nittam gunatas chachva chishitam kalinanati dirgaina bhagavan dishate fridi. That if we hear with great attention and focus about the pastimes of the Lord, then in due course of time, very quickly, it says that Bhagavan Vishite we experience the presence of the Supreme Personality within our own heart. This is the value of hearing. Shandatam Swakata Krishna Punya Suritsatam. Just hearing about Krishna is in itself pious activity. And what is the result? That all the inauspicious things within our own heart are removed. Punya, Shavana, Kirtana is the most auspicious, pious thing to do. It's just to hear about Krishna as all of you are doing. You could be doing a hundred other things. There's movies to watch, there's newspapers to read, there's people to talk to, there's naps to take, there's food to eat, but you've set aside time to hear Srimad Bhagavatam. This is the process for removing all inauspicious things. 
Vidyantastu abhadrani. Abhadrani means the lust, the greed, the anger, the envy. The process of rooting them out is the process of hearing about Krishna. Because three very wonderful things happen when we hear about Krishna. Number one, this happens. Purification is there because this sound vibration, Krishna kata, that we get from Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam says, Idam Bhagavatam Nama. Purana Brahma Samitam Uttama Shloka Charitam Chakara Bhagavan Vishi Nishayasaya Loka Siddhanyam Swastinam Mahat That this Bhagavatam is directly the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And when we hear about Krishna, we become purified. When we hear about Krishna, Shushusho, no. Hmm, another, uh, what is that? Yasyam Krishna Parama Purushe. Bhaktir utpadyate pungsa shoka moha bayapaha. Just by hearing the message of Bhagavatam, that all the inauspicious things on our heart, shoka, moha, bhaya, lamentation, fear, and illusion, are removed, are eradicated, just by hearing this message from Bhagavatam, by hearing the Lord's holy name, by hearing the Lord's holy message of Bhagavatam. All the abhadrani, all the inauspicious things are removed from our heart. This is the process for removing it and never letting it come back. Exactly as the forest fire burns through, the root is still there, it grows back. Root out! If you remove the root, the tree will never grow back. So this is our process to clean the heart once and for all. To make the heart a clean place for the Lord to sit. So this is an important thing, how to remove uh, these desires because these are all things that are going to make us unhappy. And until that happens, because it's not an automatic thing, well, I read a few verses in Bhagavatam, now my heart is clean. No. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Prabhupada would recommend, emphasize. Nityam Bhagavata, not Bhagavata Sapta. We also do Bhagavata Sapta simply because if we don't do it, the Maya bodies will do it. So we also do Bhagavata Sapta. But Nityam Bhagavata Sapta, we should hear every day Srimad Bhagavatam. And this is a process to root out the inauspicious things in our hearts. So this is number one. By hearing about Krishna, there's a spiritual effect. It cleanses our consciousness. Number two is we become knowledgeable. Because if we don't hear something about Krishna, how will we remember him? He says, Manmana Bhava Madhbhakti, you fix your mind on me. If we don't know anything about Krishna, how will we fix our mind on him? So we should avail ourselves to this wonderful Bhagavatam that describes the, the character of the Lord, his pastimes, his devotees, his place, what he wears, what he eats, what he does. Such definitive, detailed knowledge of the personality of God that isn't available in any other scripture of the world, is available in this beautiful Srimad Bhagavatam. So we need to hear about Krishna just to become knowledgeable. Otherwise, how is it possible to think about him? Therefore, Shravanam Kirtanam precedes Smaranam. There's no Smaranam without Shravanam and Kirtanam. So the second thing we have to hear about Krishna to become knowledgeable about what is the process of Krishna Bhakti. <coughs> and the third thing and perhaps the most important thing is that when we take up this process of hearing about Krishna our heart becomes purified number one 
we become knowledgeable, number two. But number three, we attract the attention of the Lord. The Lord himself takes interest. Like, here is a devotee that wants to hear about me. Let me, let me bless him. Let me help him. Let me draw, bring him closer to me. <coughs> this is the most amazing thing. We attract the attention. We attract the mercy of the Lord by the process of hearing. And this will help us understand what is our situation. Because we should do this. If we don't understand what is our situation in this material world, how are the, how are the modes of nature are acting, how will we become free? So Bhagavad Gita gives some good advice in this regard. Bhagavad Gita says, Dishaya abhinivartante nirahara dehina rasavarjam rasopyasya param dishtani vartante We want to enjoy this is our nature. Anandamaya Bhyasa. Lord is Anandamaya. He is the supreme enjoyer. He always wants to enjoy. It's his nature. And we're created in his image. We're his Angsha. Mavayabhamsa Jiva Loke. Jiva Bhuta Sanatana. We're his Angsha. We also want to enjoy. Nothing wrong with wanting to enjoy. But in ignorance, we don't know how to do it. So Gita is telling us, you want to enjoy, no problem. Enjoy the best thing. And when you taste the best thing, Paramdhishtva, then you can give up the lower thing. And this is the whole point that one can understand what is this insignificant thing we call sex desire. It's all manogatan, all mental. Bhagavad Gita says, Yehi sansparasa jaboga dukkha yonaya evate ajantavanta kontaya nateshu ramate buddha. It's all sansparsh bhog. Sansparsh bhog means bringing the senses in contact with their objects. For example, let's say you start thinking, I want to eat delicious food. Everybody loves pizza. And you start thinking, Jayato Vishayan Pumsa Sangasteshu Pajayati. You start meditating. Yeah, pizza. A big, round, cheesy pizza with vegetables and hot out of the oven and stringy, you know, so crispy, crispy crust. Wow, yeah, tomato sauce. Let's eat pizza. So you make pizza and hopefully you offer that to Krishna. So when you first eat pizza, you're in heaven. Your mouth has gone to swarga. Oh, this is so delicious. You're doing abhishekam for your tongue and you're enjoying this delicious taste of pizza. Then you think, I'll have another. And you eat another piece. It's also good, but not quite as good as the first piece. And you finish the second piece, and I'll have one more. And the third piece, you're starting to get full. It's not anywhere good as the first piece, but it's still good. You keep eating. But there comes a time when you can't eat anymore, and you have to stop eating. So what is left to the experience of eating pizza? The taste may linger in your mouth, but it remains only as a memory in your consciousness. Oh, I ate pizza, and now you have to digest. This is the nature of every material experiencing. Sansparsh Bhoga. Dukkha Yonaya Evate. It's a source of unhappiness. <coughs> Excuse me. It's where our unhappiness is born. Dukkha Yoni. It's how we become unhappy. We become unhappy by overeating. Then blood pressure goes up, cholesterol goes up, weight goes up. We're thinking, I'm enjoying, but it has a negative effect. Every material enjoyment has a negative counter effect. This is the, the verdict of Srimad Bhagavad Gita. 
Every material enjoyment and sex life, of course, is like number one on the list, has its beginning and its end. You think, oh, I'm going to, and she's so beautiful. He's so handsome and touching and kissing and all of these things. But what is the end result? As we discussed, so many sexual diseases are there, unwanted pregnancies, divorce, because people are trying to enjoy this thing outside of the structure of dharma that is given to us by the Supreme Lord. So an intelligent person, Krishna says, he doesn't take pleasure there. And Bhagavatam says the same thing. That this kind of pleasure, material pleasure, bhog, simply creates another birth. But people are pramata, and by pramata, my madness, they're vikarma, they're, they're willing to do any sinful thing. And that's what's going on in material society. And people think, what's wrong with you people? What's wrong with you people? You don't date. You're, you're faithful to your wife. You're faithful to your husband. You don't drink. You don't eat meat. You don't use drugs. What's, how do you, what do you do for fun? Because <laughs> they have no conception of what is happiness. Nayam deho deha bhajam niloke kashtan kaman arhati vidbujam ye. We want anantam, brahma sokyam anantam. We want unlimited spiritual pleasure. This is our right, actually, as part and parcel of Krishna. It's our right. It's our nature. We want unlimited spiritual pleasure, but people are completely mad. They're pramata. They're willing to do vikarma, any sinful thing, in the pursuit of material happiness. But their, their desire is never fulfilled, and this is the saddest thing. People don't even understand this simple, simple thing about life, their own life they don't understand. How to be happy. And for that, they're willing to do any sinful thing. They're looking for anantam, happiness. Brahma sokyam anantam, unlimited spiritual happiness. But what are they doing, Vikarma? They're doing the same thing that these stool leaders do. Vidbuja means these stool-eating animals, the pigs, the dogs, the cats, they all eat stool. Even I was, I was in such a situation, I had to spend the night with my sister one time. She's an animal, what they call animal lover. They think that's the greatest thing in the world, to be an animal lover. And to have their, her, her clothes all covered with animal hair, because she's cuddling the animals. So I'm in her living room chanting japa early in the morning. And the cat comes in. The cat was having a bad day and it vomits on the rug. Oh, gross, my God. And you live in this house, there's cat vomit and cat urine. So the cat walks away from the vomit and in comes the dog and he eats the vomit. <laughs> I'm thinking, and these, this, is a, this is what it means to be an animal lover. So these animals, they're didbujamye. But the, even the vidbujam, the animals that are so degraded they eat stool, they also have sex life. They enjoy the same thing as a human being. So is it such a great thing, is it such an achievement for a human being to become absorbed in sexual gratification? They think so. 
The whole movie industry is based on this thing. The whole music industry is based on this thing. Dale told Pagal, hey, kal ho na ho, kabhi kushi kabhi gham. All these movies, it's about man and woman. Pumsa strina, strina, mituni bhavam etat. How their hearts are locked together in what they call love. It is lust. It is not love. It is lust. But the whole industry is based on this. Or in, in the American music industry, they're singing, baby, baby, baby. My baby left me. I don't have a baby. I love my baby. Baby, do you love me? Baby, baby, baby. Or in India, pyar. There's no music industry without baby, without pyar. The whole, the whole situation goes on like this. And people think this is, this is what the animals do. This is what they did with your animals. The stool-eating animals do the same thing. Is it such a great achievement for a human being? It's not. But this, this simple thing has so much power over us. It has so much power over us. So we should reflect on these things from the point of view of Shastra. That these are trividam narakasyidam dwaram nashanam atmana. These things, dwaram, this is the door that destroys us. The gate to hell, Bhagavad Gita says. Kama, krodha, tetaslobas. Lest, anger, and greed are the gates to hell. But people think if you don't increase your lust, if you don't increase your greed, there's something wrong with you. And, and now they have pill. If you're not sufficiently lusty, you can take one pill and it'll make you more lusty. Or they, the whole... The whole pornography industry is there completely exploiting body of woman the most degraded filthy way mother it's someone's mother it's someone's sister and exploiting body of woman in this way why to increase lust there was one magazine this when I was in America they make one you must know also Newsweek magazine no time magazine it was because I accumulated some frequent flyer miles they started sending me this time magazine so one issue was all about pornography and there was an article that, that described there's one uh, website that gets two and a half million hits every day what is it pornography they say that half of internet traffic is all pornography people trying to increase lust trying to be satisfied with the body of a woman with the body of a man and it described this, the article is about young men who they can't be in a relationship with a woman because they've fallen in love with their computer and they abuse themselves in front of their computer looking at the body of a woman. But if they are with a real woman, they can't be with a real woman. If you understand what I'm saying. This is what society has come to. They become maddened. Become completely maddened and willing to do any damn thing to satisfy their senses. So, these things are to be renounced. We're not actually, we're not interested in renunciation or sense gratification. Sometimes we hear devotees railing against illicit sex and sex life and gratification, sense gratification. We're not interested in tyaga. Neither are we interested in boga, sense gratification or renunciation. We're interested in Krishna's happiness. If Krishna is pleased that a man and woman join, married within the construct, within the construct of Dharma, 
This is pleasing to the Lord. Sansidir Haditoshanam. This is pleasing to the Lord. We're not interested in renunciation. We're not interested in sense enjoyment. We're interested to please Krishna. Srila Prabhupada gave a very nice example. He said, just like, uh, at least it used to be like this, I don't know, I don't think it's like that anymore, but in the good old days, if a lady's husband was out of town, she would not dress herself nicely, not chrome her hair nicely and makeup and nice dress and all these things, because her husband's out of town, out of station. And when, she, when he's there, then she dresses nicely, puts some little makeup, dresses nicely, fixes her hair. Women are expert in this regard. So one side boga, one side tyaga. One side renouncing beauty because the absence of the husband and one side embracing beauty because of the presence of the husband. But the husband is the center. For the husband's satisfaction, tyaga, for the husband's satisfaction, boga. So in the same way, <coughs> we have this relationship with Krishna. We're not adverse to sense gratification in the construct of Krishna consciousness. And we don't unnecessarily reject that which can be used in his service. What is it? We're not false and joyous, falgu vairagis, that we, we renounce something that can be used for the satisfaction of the Lord. Neither are we bogies. We'll accept anything in the service of the Lord. Like Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, Sarasati Thakur. At that time, in Orthodox Bengali society, a sannyasi was forbidden even to wear shoes. What to speak of ride in a vehicle. And we see a picture of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, Sarasati Thakur, wearing beautifully tailored knee-length dress, turban, patent leather shoes, nice dress, sitting in a Model T Ford car. Excuse me. Are we, am I, are we still connected? Yes, yes. Okay, so Cole came in. So he's sitting in a Model T Ford car. Why? To bring respectability to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, to show the example. We're not adverse to a comfortable life, and we're not mad about after renouncing this world. Rather, everything is for Krishna. And we see that in the lives of great devotees. Some devotees were extremely renounced. Like Rupa Raguna. Raghunath Goswami was born in a family with inconceivable wealth. But he renounced everything to the extent that he was eating, he was taking the rice that was rejected from the kitchens that was rotting, the cows wouldn't eat, and he's drying it and eating that Jagannath Prasad. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came <laughs> and he said, Oh, Raghunath, I hear you're eating very nice Jagannath Prasad. And he forcibly took some, No, 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 Mahaprabhu, this is not for you. But this is how he was maintaining his life. Rupa Goswami also. We can't imitate the renunciation of Rupa Raghunath. But their equals, Ramananda Roy, was, was a magistrate who was living like a king, opulent lifestyle, Prahlad Maharaj, Yudhishthira Maharaj, Ambarish Maharaj. They're living the life of opulence. But 
a life of Krishna consciousness. A life where Krishna is the center, accepting what comes to them naturally. Not artificially striving for something that I'm meant to have. So there's another important principle that I'd like to mention before we uh, go for questions. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, there's two verses that are important to understand because devotees, because we come to Krishna consciousness at different, with different karmic baggage. Some devotees very easily give up attachment to sense gratification. Other devotees struggle with it their whole life. So what to do? Sometimes devotees can become very depressed thinking, I just can't give up sense gratification. I can't give up sex life. And I'm just a useless devotee. They become depressed and they give up the process. But this is like giving up the medicine that cures the disease. If we give up the process of Krishna consciousness, how will we overcome attachment to the material world? It's not possible. So there's two very important verses in Bhagavatam, both in the 11th canto. The Lord told Uddhava, Bhajyamanu pimad bhakto vishayar ajitandriya praya pragalbhaya bhaktya vishayar nabibhuyate. Quote, My dear Uddhava, if my devotee has not fully conquered his senses, he may be harassed by material desires. But because of his unflinching devotion to me, he will not be defeated by sense gratification. Lord's encouraging devotees. This is in 14th chapter, 11th canto. And also, Having awakened faith in the narrations of my glories, being disgusted with all material activities, knowing that all sense gratification leads to misery, but still being unable to renounce all sense enjoyment, my devotee, should remain happy and worship me with great faith and conviction. Even though he is sometimes engaged in sense enjoyment, my devotee knows that all sense gratification leads to a miserable result and he sincerely repents such activities. Very important understanding. Tatobajeta mam prita. He says, just go on worshiping me. We came to this material desire, this material world full of material desires. If we don't can't rid ourselves of those immediately, what to do? We go on with the process. Tatobajeta ma mam prita. Continue worshiping me with affection, with love. Be happy. Remain happy. My devotee should remain happy and worship me. Drina nischaya with great faith, knowing that in due course of time, we will become free. It's not an easy thing. It's not a snap of your finger. And overnight, you're going to become free from lust, greed, anger, envy, fear, depression, all the things that afflict us. Can, they be, can we can become free from those so easily? It takes time. So before that happens, what do we have to do? Dridhanischaya. Worship with great faith and determination and be happy in Krishna consciousness, taking the medicine every day. Hearing Bhagavatam, chanting holy name, eating only prasadam, associating with devotees, visiting the temple, supporting the temple, all the things that we do every day, we should know, have faith, that by doing that in due course of time, these other superfluous material desires will all gradually become 
insignificant in our life, we should have that faith. And before that happens, we should have that faith that it will happen. I will become free from sex desire. I will become free from greed, from anger, all the things that make us less, uh, less of a devotee than we would like to be. So these are important things. I wanted to comment on those things. I hope I said something today that is helpful to you. Anyone has any comment or question I can try and answer. Thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you. Very nice lecture. Guru Maharaj. So clearly you mention and give the answer also those questions. I'm really from my heart uh, saying you did a wonderful, wonderful lecture. Thank you, Prabhuji. That's all I want to say. Thank you, Mataji, for your appreciation. That means a lot to me. Makes my t- time I'm investing worthwhile. Hare Krishna Prabhu, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you, uh, the, the lecture you gave today is so appropriate for the United States. I think you should come on TV in the United States and give this lecture. It is so perfect for the uh, society here. So the parents and the teenagers, uh, I don't know how you got this data. Uh, I'm a physician practicing in the United States, but... The data you gave, the, the, the causes and effect and consequences in the American society, in the teenager, the teen pregnancy, the sexually transmitted disease, you, you, ex, you express wonderfully. And uh, how to convert uh, those bad habits and the lust and to change the society, people, young people, particularly the youth, uh, I think uh, it is very appropriate because the youth uh, in this society, they are going in a wrong way. And that's why there is so much crime and shooting in the United States because there is no parenting. The, and I think the, it's going... So I think the person like you come and uh, give a couple of lectures in colleges and TV, then I think people should learn from you. But it was such a... Uh, the, the way you narrate the problems of the... United States, I'm sure it's a problem everywhere, but particularly the United States is so perfect, very perfect. It's an excellent lecture you prepare. I'm surprised that being a, a, a religious preacher, uh, you have such an in-depth data for the health issue. I think this, this is the best lecture for the College of Medicine. Beautiful lecture, excellent. Hare Krishna yeah, there's a, you know, the sad thing, Prabhu, is this, is that this message will not be able to broadcast to the masses of people because of the way that the media wants to give the exact opposite message. Don't be married, just enjoy yourself. Don't be faithful, enjoy yourself. Don't be chaste to your husband and wife, don't even bother getting married. <laughs> they say, you know, if you can buy milk in the market, why should you keep a cow? <laughs> why yeah. should you get a wife? Just enjoy women. And, and they, they glorify the man who says, wow, he's got ten girlfriends. Wow, what a real stud, you know, what a, what a macho guy. But if there's a man that's faithful to his wife, who loves his wife, 
who loves his children, who is responsible, who creates a, a household, a, a, an ashram. Do you think there, there's no... There's, people don't want to hear that in contemporary society. It's the saddest thing. So we have to try and capture those people who still have some brain substance that they can appreciate our message. But the masses of people here, they censor everything. There's, there's so many things you can't say on Facebook. They'll, they'll block you. They'll kick you off Facebook. They'll kick you off uh, uh, WhatsApp. They'll, if you say certain things, they won't allow it. They censor everything because they don't want to hear this God-conscious message. So whether they want to hear it or not, we're, we're preaching it. We're distributing our books. We're preaching. And let people have some brain substance here. If you want, if you like, I can email you those. Uh, that there's there's a whole list of things. I just I didn't want to make a whole class about what's going on yeah. in America, but I, it was relevant, so I did mention a few things. If you want the whole uh, file, I can email to, that to you, Prabhu. If you, Sarvadrik S A R V A D R I K Sarvadrik at gmail dot com. Happy to mail Thank it you. to you. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you for Thank being you there. The opportunity. Thank you yeah. all for being. And for the opportunity to speak to you. Hare Krishna Bhavuji, Hello Pranam. All the Hare Pranam. Your classes are so nice, and with your references, uh, very, very frequent references from the scriptures, uh, they become even more convincing and uh, deeply ingrained uh, in our minds. So thank you for your association. Thank you. For the great lectures that you give, he, I, he, whenever I hear you lecture, I think of Srila Prabhupada is chastising us, and uh, so um, to make us better, and so it uh, gives me a profound impact on on my mind at least. Uh, I'm sure the same happens with others too. And I was I'm uh, very much in uh, I'm in agreement with what uh, Mahesh Prabhu uh, told uh, that uh, we need we. And need these uh, uh, lectures uh, like uh, Prabhupada uh, did at one time in American society so people could change. Uh, so some uh, consciousness is there subtle, uh, in subtle level at uh, some corner of the heart uh, with uh, this conv- I mean, forceful and uh, uh, convincing and emphatic lectures. Uh, you, you, your lectures will definitely, I, I think, will be able to will be able to penetrate through the uh, through the layers of uh, anartha that those people may be having on their Krishna consciousness. Uh, yeah, this is the need of uh, society at this hour. Okay, thank you for your kind words, Prabhuji. Yeah. And yes, because you know, what you said is right. I mean, uh, is though these social media platforms have uh, once sprung up uh, to uh, air the people's view, but uh, by the liberal, uh, so-called liberal and uh, atheistic uh, dominance of the society, these people ha- have become uh, uh, averse to uh, God-conscious content. Yeah, they're in- actually, they're intentionally, they're intentionally yeah. brainwashing society. They have an obje- they have an objective to achieve. Yeah. Hopefully they, want, they, want to make, they want to make people like a pack of asses and cows and dogs. Yeah. With no, this, no uh, sense of God, no sense of spirituality, no sense of morality. 
just what, how do they say it? If it feels good, do it. <laughs> that's that's their whole perspective. Their whole perspective on life. If it feels good, do it. Because yeah, because and especially because God conscious materials do not generate advertisement traffic. So exactly <laughs> yes. So, so if you want to say advertisement is all of sense gratification, so they want to strategically avoid. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you, Mataji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Thank you. Thank you so much for this wonderful, wonderful class and so much references and. Uh, very simply and uh, naturally you explain uh, in this class. So thank you so much, Prabhuji, for being in your association. We are so blessed to have your association. Hare Krishna. Okay. And I'm blessed to have yours also. This is this is how we enjoy. Tushanti cha, Ramanti cha. This is our happiness <laughs> in Krishna consciousness, talking about Krishna. Yes. So I'll sign off now. One of my God brothers is here. He's happened to drop by, so I have to attend him. He's a very wonderful devotee. I'll encourage him also to join in. He's also a very good yes, preacher and very yeah. uh, thoughtful devotee. He's an Indian devotee, Ram Shraddha Prabhu. He's from, he's from okay. South, India, South Indian Brahmin family. So I'll encourage him to also join your Sangha. Yes. Okay, thank you all. Srila Prabhupada, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhuji Hare Krishna.